0: Welcome to the Bloom Podcast. I'm your host, Bridget. Now let's grow together. All right, welcome back to another episode of Bloom with Bridget. Today on the podcast, I have a very special friend of mine, Miss Hannah Blandford. Hannah and I met about a year ago in June of 2020. We were a part of a women's study group and became great friends through a part of that experience. We were actually able to be a part of another group following that, Hannah's originally from North Carolina and now lives in the Bluegrass State. Her accent is big, but her heart is even bigger. For those of you that know her, you will attest to this. She is thoughtful, kind. She is one of the funniest people that I know. She is warm and anybody that's lucky enough to be around her loves you hard and you do the same. So grateful to have Hannah on today. I want to give her the opportunity to introduce herself and tell you all a little bit about who she is.
1: Oh my goodness, what an introduction. Thank you so much for having me on. I am a wife, a daughter, I am a dog mom, a cat mom. Got all the animals in the house. I'm a granddaughter. I absolutely love being outside. I love cooking. My husband loves grilling. A perfect pair. Perfect pair. That's right. I moved here about 2 years ago. Me and my husband met at a hospital. And southeast North Carolina, we met in healthcare. He was completing a internal medicine residency there. And I basically told him that he had to marry me if he wanted me to leave the state of <laughs> North Carolina. Like, So here you are. Yes. In Kentucky. I grew up in Dublin, North Carolina, the big town of big Dublin. Kid. Not Dublin, Ireland. No, Dublin. not Dublin, okay, Ireland. The big town. <laughs> they have the Dublin Peanut Festival there. Peanut yeah, Festival. every year. <laughs> they actually have it this september
0: really so. so tell us about the peanut festival
1: it's a big event that they have and everybody just sits around these peanuts like texas roadhouse <laughs> style
0: <laughs> well they have, a, they have a parade
1: and stuff oh. and like it's it's pretty big deal they actually make like peanut butter or they supply the peanuts mm-hmm. in dublin they have a granary there and they transport peanuts oh, to tennessee to make houston peanuts okay yeah
0: learn something new today yeah the it. peanut capital of the world. Okay, I did yeah. not know that. <laughs> Tell me something new. Always learning. let see it. I Always see it. learning. So now you're here in Kentucky. Your husband works at the local hospital here, and you are responsible for all things at home. Yes, keeping it running. I love it. Hannah is hilarious. Number one, um, you're around <laughs> her for two minutes and your stomach hurts from laughing. She is very routine and she always cracks me up talking about how every Sunday they'll sit down and they plan out their week and she keeps everybody in check. She was like that when we were in our women's group and she's awesome to be around. I know that you all are going to be blessed by this conversation today. So Hannah and I were having a conversation a couple of weeks ago about those things that are outside of our control and really trying to focus on those things that we can control. We may not be able to control an event or a circumstance with a friend or a family member or something that's happening at work but really trying to make sure that we set boundaries and protect our peace and focus on those things that we can control. So I thought it would be great to have her on. We were having such a good conversation. I wanted to bring her on. And I thought that this would be something that maybe you all could resonate with as well. And maybe it's something that you yourself often try and navigate and have to kind of bring yourself back to the center and refocus and realign on, okay, here's what I can focus on. This is within my control. This is not. So I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to let go and I'm going to let God take care of that. I can't control other people's opinions about me. I can't control other people's reactions toward me. But here are some things that I can control. So Hannah, why don't you start us off and just want to ask you, what are some of the things that you know personally that you can control?
1: Number one, my reactions. What I say, what I think about, what I read. I'm real big on staying in something that is growing me. Mm -hmm. Within myself, I'm real big on self-development and taking advantage of resources that are out there, such as therapy or whether it be a self-development book or calling a friend or just leaning on somebody during those times. And keeping a journal, I feel like, has been a big thing, too, just writing it down. And that way, like, it's gone. You don't have to carry it around all day. Yeah. I definitely feel like I can control the company that I keep. I really try to focus on having friends that are helping me elevate to my best self. Reaching out, asking how things going. Like, what are we reading right now? Like, I've learned so much from you. I mean, you have been just Here's awesome. Me. The book recommendations have been a one. I love it. Rediscover Jesus was a really
0: good that one. That's a good one.
1: And I'm currently reading Think Like a Monk. 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 <laughs>
0: You got it. You got By, it. By um, Jay Shetty. Yep. Don't, don't Shetty. mispronounce that one. I know yeah, that. We care. <laughs> but yeah, just staying in, in that. Yeah. I think what we put in our bodies, whether that's what we're consuming, what we eat, what we drink, what we're reading, what we're absorbing, all those things that we're putting into our bodies, those are something that we can definitely control. Our attitude is another big one. Our effort, you know, how we show up. Last year was such a weird year with how things were happening. And I think it was definitely outside of our control. Things were getting shut down. And we were told you can't do this. And you can't do that. And you have to do this and really trying to find that centeredness of thinking, okay, this is what I can control. This is what I can do with my family. This is what I can do in my career. I'm not choosing to be negative. I'm not choosing to go down that path of how long is this going to take? How long are we going to be stuck here? How long am I going to have to keep doing this? But each day showing up with that effort of, I've got this my mindset, my attitude is in the right place. Whatever comes my way, I'm going to be able to tackle it and move on. So honestly, 2020 was a good year. I feel very fortunate because there's a lot of people that it wasn't their best year, but I'm really blessed and know that it was a good year. And I think a lot of that had to do with focusing on what I could control, not so much what I couldn't control. Some other things that I had on my end is our priorities, what we put first is very telling of what's important to me. Mm -hmm. And those things that are important to me, those things that are getting my time, it better be a priority. You mentioned company. That's a great one. You know, who you surround yourself with. That is huge. We are the company that we keep. So that's another good one. That's a good one. The reading that we've done, you know, the growth that we've done, whether that's through the classes that we've taken, the study groups that we've done, the books that we've read, you know, all that information that we're consuming to better ourselves, that is definitely within our control. Without a doubt, it has certainly played a major part in last year and now. So let's talk a little bit about what are some of those things that we just can't control? And I think everybody's going to resonate with, you know, a lot of these items that we're going to discuss, but some things outside of our control. Let's hear it.
1: Definitely other people's response. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like I have had to learn how to try to get out of other people's heads. Mm -hmm. I still struggle with it, but it's definitely better than it has been in the past. I think letting go of that, just detaching, is trusting God. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I feel like all day I could say, oh, yeah, I trust God, but still worry about the issue. You can't do both, can
0: we? You can't. We can't.
1: It's fully just saying, I trust God. And giving it to Him, letting it go, praying about it and moving on instead of holding on to it. Taking what you can't control and letting God control, let God do His job. This is why we lean on God.
0: I read something that I think is perfect with what you're saying, and it said that worrying does not take away tomorrow's trouble, it takes away today's peace. So when we're focused on tomorrow, or maybe we're nervous about something or we're worried about an outcome, it takes the same amount of energy to focus on negative things as it does to focus on positive things. So why would you let that suck all of your positive energy? Focusing on today and what is in front of you, what you can control so that you can maintain that peace because we can't control tomorrow. We're not promised tomorrow. We don't know what that looks like. So in the here and now, and I've shared this before today, the present is a gift. That's why it's called the present. We've got to look at some of those things that are within our capacity to focus on right now and not worry about the rest. So what are some of the ways that you navigate if you're in a situation where it is outside of your control or you feel like you're spiraling or a conversation isn't going a certain way or a situation or an outcome is different? I know a lot of people listening. I've had several in my family and I've talked about my dad on here before. There's been several things that from a health related standpoint, it is out of my control. You hear a diagnosis or you get a diagnosis and you are forced to come to grips with that and come to terms with Here's the outcome. Here's what is happening. What are some things that you do? And I know I threw health in there. I'm not trying to put that on you. But what are some things that you do that you walk yourself through in order to maintain that peace and that centeredness to keep you focused on what you can control?
1: I enjoy having family over. It's awesome. We get to cook. We get to grill out. It is just the perfect day. I find myself wanting to like, take a minute and go to another room or go outside. Really just get by myself, really. And I take deep breaths and I pray. I have Bible verses everywhere in my house. I write them down on index cards. I kid you not. And put them like on mirrors and like just wherever, like around the house. I do that. I pray and I'm just like, Lord, give me the strength. Give me the peace only you can give me. Just doing that. I feel a weight has been lifted. I'm ready to go take on whatever the situation was.
0: And that's been the biggest win for me. That does help quite a bit. And I'll also find time to myself, even at home. I love my family, but sometimes it is a lot. There's times when I break and I myself need to break. I need to step outside and there've been several times when I'll give Jacob a look and he knows, and I'll just say, I'll be right back. (laughs) I'm just going to go outside and walk. I'm going to go get a Dr. Pepper. I'm going to do something for me so that I can come back and reset and start back over again, get my thoughts together, get my emotions in check and get back to who I need to be so that I can be the best version of myself for the other people in my household. Finding time to yourself is important, but you also mentioned Detaching a little bit. And I think that I've seen myself detach from things that I felt like were so much a part of me or so much of what I was and what I knew. And what I really found was those were things that were comfortable to me, old habits or instances that I would cling to. And I thought, this is what I know. This is what I've got to go back to. And really, when you shut that off and you set that boundary and you say, I'm no longer going to do these things or I'm no longer going to be around this individual or I'm no longer going to think this way or I'm no longer going to worry about what people think about me. It's a daily effort for me, but I keep showing up every single day. I'm not perfect at it. I'm just continuing to be persistent. What are some things that you do to continue to stay persistent and to continue to focus on? All right, I've got to have time to myself or I've got to continue to to step away.
1: That's like what we read this morning. Yeah. In, in Jesus yeah. Calling. Persistence, Persistence over, perfect. over perfection.
0: Yeah. yeah it may not be perfect every time, but I'm going to continue to be persistent. So how are you staying persistent in this journey, navigating what's outside of your control?
1: Honestly, it's hard to see a way out sometimes. I'm human. I get frustrated as we all do, I'm sure. But the biggest win for me is when I rein it back in. I say, how can I be a woman of solution? Like, what can I do to change this? The woman's school really helped me navigate through that like I had no idea that I could be a woman of solution. Yeah. I really didn't have the tools to do that. Yeah. I think it's Kayla on On Your Joy podcast. She says, "Don't unpack there. If there's a hard situation going on, sit in it for a minute and then be a woman of solution and handle it. What can I control here? Mm-hmm. What do I have control over?" My husband will tell you like every once in a while we'll have a spat. I like to call them spats. (laughs) And I'll say, I just need to recalibrate. And that's whenever I'll take my time to myself somewhere else, whether it be the bathroom. Like, Mm -hmm. I kid you not. I feel like we spend a lot of time in the bathroom. (laughs) We go there. Like, that's kind of like our place of quietness for people. Unless you, not have to, not to, you have kids yeah. well yeah, yeah be different okay, okay. fair every, enough fair there enough there's
0: no place of quiet
1: <laughs> I stand you corrected <laughs> <Your> <laughs> but, <laughs> dogs, looking at you. yeah, they follow me everywhere yeah. and so using that time for me,
0: I use that time to just say a prayer mm-hmm. you were mentioning not unpacking there and I do think that's important. We've got to feel things sometimes and it comes in and we've got to determine how we respond. Say you did something to me and it hurt my feelings and I have a choice and it all goes back to a choice. I have a choice to decide how I'm going to respond to that. Maybe Hannah was having a bad day. Maybe Hannah didn't mean it that way. Maybe I took it the wrong way and I misinterpreted something. So then I've taken this reaction and I've maybe morphed it into something that it's not. But sometimes it's okay to feel those things. We want to feel, you know, we're human. We're designed that way. But it's important not to let that carry on and um, stay with you for a long time. I was reading a book called The Untethered Soul, and it is a really good book. I would recommend it if you all haven't read it. In the book, there was an example that it gave, and it just really made me stop and think. And I've shared this at different times, different examples with people as I've had conversations about some situation that we're dealing with. I think the author is Michael Singer, and he's talking about an example of a thorn stuck inside of you. This thorn is represented as a problem and this thorn may be stuck in our side and we may try and cover it up with a aid because every time we touch this thorn, it hurts and it stings or it causes me pain. So this might be a bad relationship. It could be an event or something that has happened to me in my life. It could represent a multitude of things. Our response is most likely to cover this up and to put a band aid on it. And then we realize, well, I can't sleep on my left side because I've got this thorn inside of me. And so I'm going to sleep on my right side from now on. So I'm sleeping on my right side. Well, then when my dog jumps in the bed, he always jumps on the spot. So now I'm going to create this pillow that I put around this thorn over top of the Band-Aid. And before you know it, you've got all these different apparatuses rigged up to protect yourself against this thorn. That but thing's what, infected. But what's the? It might be infected. I might need to, <laughs> have to go see Jonathan. But what's the logical response? Take what's, it out. Take it out and deal with it. Take it out. But so we carry these things around and we don't take it out. It's okay to feel it and to know, ouch, this is causing me pain. But I need to take this out and I need to move on. Most of us want to walk around with this thorn attached to us because we're holding on to it for some reason. Maybe you've got thorns inside of you too that you need to remove. But this book is deep. It is psychological. There's a lot of times I had to go back and reread paragraphs and chapters over again to make sure that I was understanding it. But it is so true. We walk around with these thorns attached to us and I'm gonna get my tweezers out and I'm gonna pull it out before it gets infected and I'm gonna move on. That's what be a woman of solution. Right. I'm gonna be a woman of solution. You also brought up another great point. I'm glad you did. You talked about your index cards. You know, they're taped on mirrors, they're all around the house. Going through the women's school, one of the things that I learned, like you did as well, is to give yourself those scripts and to tell yourself, I am a woman of solution. I am decisive. I can make good decisions. I can figure this out. You know, all those affirmations that we have to tell ourselves, because a lot of this is just rewiring what's in your brain. We've told ourselves for so long, I'm not a good mom. I can't bake. I don't cook. Not a good driver really not good at fixing my hair, whatever that might be, we tell ourselves those things when really in reality, all we're doing is damage to ourselves. So when we start to tell ourselves, no, you know what? I am actually a really good cook. I may not be a gourmet chef, but I can knock your socks off with some homemade spaghetti. I'm going to control what I can control. Going through this process and putting down those affirmations and rewiring those thoughts that are stuck inside of our subconscious that have shaped us throughout our lives, Knowing that this is what I can do, I am actually all these things. So, I used to set reminders. You talked about your index cards. I would set reminders in my phone to go off at different times throughout the day to remind me I'm a woman of action. And every time I would see that, it would remind me, What am I putting into this? Am I taking action and making this happen? Am I spending five minutes to think about this opportunity? Or am I spending two days? What am I doing to pour into that? And knowing that I can do these things, those reminders helped push me along to know that here's where I am today. And it is within my control. So I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you.
1: I'm so proud of you, by the way. Well, I'm proud
0: to have supportive, great are. friends who have been You're awesome. the biggest cheerleaders since day one. So I'm glad to have you at my table.
1: Yeah. I'm so, glad to have a seat. there you, And a plate. That's right.
0: And, and, and I made spaghetti.
1: <laughs> and
0: I made <homemade> spaghetti.
1: <laughs> we're going to get some
0: peanuts from the peanut yes.
1: festival. I'll <laughs> boil you some peanuts. Appetizer.
0: Hey, bull peanuts. Yeah, they are pretty good. They are so good. They are pretty good. We like peanut butter in our house too, so I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll have to swap (laughs) some veggies from the garden. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I'll bring you some peanut butter back. That sounds good. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) All right, I'm going to ask you. I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to give you the opportunity to respond. Would you say you're a glass half empty or a glass half full kind of girl?
1: A glass half full kind of girl? Yeah. I feel like I do the necessary work every day to work on myself as and giving myself time to take breaks
0: and to just navigate life. Um, you're always so positive. And that's what I see about you when you're around Hannah. You see that she's one to say, oh, it's all right. And that sweet little accent that only you can <laughs> say, you know, you're like, we've got this and we'll figure it out. It'll be great. You know, you're always so positive and reassuring that I would have had you pegged for sure as a class half full kind of girl, you know, definitely one that is lifted her spirits and, and always focusing on the positive.
1: Whenever I navigate conversations with family, friends, whatever it may be, whoever it may be with, the famous question, what if this happens? What are we going to do if this happens? I've never felt the saying, we will cross that bridge when we get there, so hard. It is so true. I have heard it for years and was like, eh, whatever that means, and carried on worrying about whatever until that bridge got here.
0: I'm going to give you another one. i th- <laughs> probably throw you off. but yeah, let's hear it. Crack up. Don't make a mountain out of a mohill. Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I thought about. Uh, I know. <laughs> of course, you know, you're thinking this is easier said than mm-hmm. done. I'm still not fully there. I do really like that saying though. Yeah. Because I've heard it all my life. My family has said it for years. I'm still working on it daily. I'm not perfect by any stretch, but I am really working on loving myself so I can love others. Like, I love others a whole lot. I have people-pleasing tendencies, Mm -hmm. so I love people. But I have left myself on the back burner for a long time. So, Mm -hmm. been working on that. I actually read a really good book called Self-Compassion by Kristen Neff. It is a game changer. It changed the entire game for me. Like, it was so good. I'll link it in the yeah. episode so everybody it can was check it out. really dealing with your inner child and, like, not seeking validation from other people, which that kind of reminds me of something that. One of our ladies sent in the Instagram Mm -hmm.
0: chat today, not seeking validation and looking up, looking up. Yeah. Because a lot of times we may take someone else's validation and use that as our mirror. And this is a representation of who I am, whatever that opinion is of us. And that is outside of our control. And we use that as our guide. And it's really not. We should look up to our creator for that validation, not someone else. There's another book that I had mentioned on a previous podcast uh, by Brene Brown, The Gifts of Imperfection. Mm -hmm. And you saying, really focusing on loving yourself reminded me of that because we are only capable of loving others as much as we love ourselves. And that is one that really resonated with me. And it was deep and it kind of smacks you in the face because you think, I love my kids so much. I love my husband so much. I love my family so much, but I can't love them enough if I don't love myself first two good examples there. So we'll link those in the episode show notes and you all can check those out. But they are both really good insight into, you know, just loving in general. I can't determine if everybody's going to love me. I can't determine if everybody's going to like me, but I can love myself first. All right. So Miss Hannah, how are you blooming these days? I'm reading. She's great. She's a reading fool. I'm a reader. 17 books in this year. I'm
1: a reader. It's so funny. There's like a running joke with one of my friends. It's Last year, I joined a book club. Mm -hmm. And they were like, how many books have you read? And I was like, probably like one, you know, like, I'm really not a, a big reader. And they were asking what my goal was for that year. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna read like 10 books. And they were like, Hannah, there's like 12 months (laughs) in a year. Like, you're going to read 10 books. Anyway, so that's like a running joke. But I'm already like 17 in this year. Look at you. And it ain't but June.
0: I know. You're killing it.
1: Well, the end of June. But yeah,
0: we're we're doing it. I'm a woman
1: of action. You're doing it. And persistence. That's right. I'm keeping my my nose in a self-development book, which I have a really good community of women. Who have really good books that they share, and I just love it. Like I feel like I'm already in like how many book clubs am I in? I think I'm in like two book clubs.
0: That's good. And you've got your community of women. Got my You're community. Surrounding yourself. Women. Women. Yes. You're taking time. You're busy. You're active. I see. you Yes, we're traveling. All the time. You're traveling. We're traveling.
1: We're going to Cabo, Mexico this year. You've had. it. I'm putting it out there in existence, y'all.
0: How many times has it been canceled? Twice?
1: Twice. Yeah. Yeah. Third we're supposed to show. go last July. So we're going to Cabo. We're going to Disney. I'm excited. I'm cooking. You're cooking. What are you cooking? I love cooking. Every time we have a family get together, I, I make the Carolina coleslaw. Yep. She's she's TikTok famous, I TikTok y'all. famous, y'all.
0: <laughs> TikTok famous. Sounds like you're doing things for you.
1: Yeah. No. I'm definitely working on
0: Hannah. Yeah. You're. I, I can see that. Because I want to be able to see that.
1: To work on myself so I can work on other people. Whatever that looks like. (laughs) We'll cross that bridge whenever we get there. That's right.
0: I love it. I love it. (laughs) Yes. So one day at a time. One day at a time. All right. Any final takeaways or piece of advice that you want to leave the listeners with today? I ran across
1: a quote the other day by Ed Milet. I love
0: Ed Milet. His podcast is awesome. Y'all should all go check it out.
1: His quote, God has already prepared the way. He's just preparing you. Boom! Y'all weren't ready for that one. That was good. They weren't ready for that one. They weren't. I wasn't ready for it. Uh, Whenever I seen it, I was like, wait a minute. This makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Man, I just love different perspectives. We've got to have
0: different perspectives. And it doesn't click until it clicks. It's just like, man. That was a good one. I saw that you that shared that the other day, and I had to do a double take on it. I saw it on his page, and then I saw it on mm-hmm. yours, and I thought that is so true, so true. But we got to just let go and know that what he has in store is way better than anything that we could could imagine or plan ourselves. So, what else?
1: Just love yourself. Yeah, love who you are. Be confident in who you are as a person. That's what I leave the people with today. That's
0: what you leaving with. Those are those are great. I'm gonna drop the mic. Advice. <laughs> A few things that I have is just to remind yourself not to take things so seriously. This is a fault of mine. You know, I get so caught up in making it a bigger deal than it really is. Just laugh it off. Don't forget to have some fun with it and don't take things so serious. Don't take yourself so seriously. Stop and smell the roses. That's right. Don't get caught up in the little things and turn them into big things. Focus on what you can control, what you're responsible for and stay positive. Be grateful for the storms. That's something I've learned, especially after last year. A lot of change happened last year. You know, be thankful for that change and those storms that you're going through, whether that's a diagnosis, whether that's a tough conversation, whatever that might be in your life. Be grateful for that storm because it's leading you to something bigger. It's creating an opportunity for a better way. I wanted to close today's episode with the Serenity Prayer. I'm sure many of you are already familiar with it, but I thought that the words were very fitting for what we were talking about today with you know what we can control and what we can't. It goes like this. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That's pretty powerful. I have that on a pillow. Yeah. I have it on a bracelet. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It is. It is good. Definitely words to cling to and remember to live by. So, all right, focus on what you can control, not what you can't. We'll see you back next week. We'll talk to you soon.